This year about to be infamous. I only hear what the Bible says. We got the answers like I've been saying. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Marinade. It's been such a joy recording for you guys in the last few weeks. And today we're back with you. And we just want to talk about something that could help all singles out there. So if you're not married, you're dating, um, this is the podcast for you. So sit tight or drive, sit on the subway, enjoy this, and let's get right into it. Yeah, this year about to be infamous. I only hear what the Bible says. We got the answers like I've been saying, ooh, yeah, yeah. We've been on the ground, we've been so guys, in the last week, I was just, you know, thinking about how we've done podcasts for uh, married people. We've spoken about things we can do to like, you know, better our marriage, prepare for marriage, um, pour into ourselves and all of that good stuff. Um, but I realized that sometimes people that are single are kind of neglected in the pool of people, right? And um, sometimes people don't know how to handle their singleness, and that goes for both men and women. Um, also, a lot of times women are told what to do to prepare themselves for marriage and all of that, and men are just, you know, mostly just hanging out there. And I saw a video where this lady said, you know, the dating pool has become like pretty difficult because women now are breaking free from um, the stereotypes and like things they saw their moms doing. Um, whereas some guys are still stuck in the phase where my mom did it. So you can also do it. Um, but as believers now, like, I just wanted us to like, look at things that are like, they're really necessary for us to focus on when you're in your season of waiting. If you're dating someone and if you're now hoping to, you know, be with someone, so um, I'll jump right in first and say like <clears throat> us talking about really like what we did in that single phase, you know, what it looked like for us. And by single, I mean, like, what did you do when you're not in a relationship uh, that you think prepared you for marriage? Or what did you do while you were dating that now um, you've been able to carry into your marriage? Right. And for me personally, I would say that one thing that. Um, we really did was just talk, 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 and talk. And I feel like communicating and prioritizing communication has been such a healthy key to um, opening doors for conversations in our marriage uh, where we have difficulty um, and with some issues. So the fact that we had time to like talk about issues, spend time actually with ourselves without doing like things that are not relevant for that phase um, of our dating life, I think it really translated into um, like our married life now. And another thing that I think we did was also like just making sure for me personally, the entire period that I wasn't seeing anyone, I wasn't talking to anyone. I kept asking myself like what I actually want from a relationship. And I had this list and if you're close to me, you've heard me talk about this list so many times. It's like I had a list of top five things that I presented before God. And I said, no, these are my priorities. Like this is what I'm looking for. And if it's not this, then I'd rather be single, right? And so those are things that I personally did <laughs> to prepare myself. 
But yeah, I would love to hear from you guys on like some things that you did while you're either, you know, in the waiting phase or like while you were dating. Yeah, mommy, um, I love what she said about talk, talk, talk. I think I had a very, um, the most unconventional uh, relationship or, you know, um, before I got married because majority of my relationship leading into marriage was a long distance relationship. We met in high school and um, everyone knows in Ghana boarding, high school you're in boarding. So we're communicating through letters. <laughs> I actually still have all the letters that like we wrote to each other when we were that age, but that was like the beginning of, and we'll see each other on visiting Saturdays or some things like that. And then right after graduating high school, a few months later, I left um, the country <clears throat> to study abroad. And that had been the beginning of like the turning point for our relationship. Now people say like, what established you for that period before leaving the long distance? And I think it was just the type of friendship that we shared. I think it's very important that like you establish a friendship because, <clears throat> excuse me, I think at the end of the day, the friendship is what holds you because I enjoy your presence. I enjoy your conversation. Um, it's a, it's, it's, it's something that can let you ride the wave or ride the waters. And I think in my um, peculiar circumstance, it was the type of friendship that we shared. And there was a lot of communication, of course, with long distance, you almost kind of have to, but with time difference, I had to be very intentional about, you know, video calls at the time when I first moved, there was Skype. We used to do Skype a lot and, you know, things like that. But the key thing was to communicate. I think the more you communicate, the more things that you share as individuals come to the forefront. And I think that's what carried us into the marriage because over the time frame of dating, I was able to understand, I mean, when you're not married, you're single, we're able to understand the things that would re really like to establish in our lives as a married couple. So I think that I would say for me, the gift of time allowed for that um, premise, um, I also think in the very beginning, one one thing I remember us doing, like I had a little diary and then um, my husband and I will sit and talk when we first met and write things we dreamt about that we thought were so, I want to say out of this world, like big dreams. And I would write them down and we'll just, you know, read over them and just like talk about them, how we wish for them to be accomplished and things like that. And um, today I look at some of those things and I'm like, okay, it's been years. Um, we've grown, matured, and we're establishing a life together. Let's look at accomplishing some of these wild big dreams. Um, so that's another thing that um, I, 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 I encourage. Like if you're dating or you're friends with someone, just share like your ideas for your future. And just, it, it can even be for the basis of um, a, a friendship or sorry for the basis of establishing whatever you want for your marriage if you're dating to marry or um, if you're just even as friends I think it's it's goes for like making your friendship or your relationship very interesting so yeah that's what kind of held me down I guess <laughs> and I just love the fact that you mentioned friendship because even looking at it from a perspective of um, being in a relationship where you're still friends and you're not married yet. And also looking at it from a perspective of if you're someone who doesn't have anyone at all, I think it's good to lean into your friendships in that season. 
um, the female friends you have around you, your even male friends, whatever kind of friends you have in that season that you enjoy spending time with, I think it's important to really lean into that season where you're able to have a lot of time with your friends, you're able to enjoy, you know, not to say that you're not going to enjoy your marriage, but your marriage will now take priority over spending time with other people. And so it's so important to nurture those friendships in the time where you have the energy, the time, because people are going to have kids. They're not going to have as much time as they had before. So I think when you're single, um, it's really good to lean into the friendships that you have. And for me, I would say like one thing I did was to just really just be out and about, like going to every other restaurant every weekend, like going somewhere new, you know, doing things that your my marriage or maybe having a child might limit me doing, you know, later on, or might add additional work to me doing, you know, because I mean, you can still do all those things with a child, with a husband, but it just adds additional work to you when you want to do them as compared to when you're single, you just get up and go, you can be spontaneous. And so I would definitely say lean into, leaning into friendships, um, being spontaneous and taking off that time to explore places, explore the world, and then also just sit down to actually write a list of things for yourself for what are your non-negotiables. And I spoke with someone about this just yesterday, you know, that way before the person actually comes into your life, you can tell this is not going to work. This is not the one he doesn't fit into my mold, not mold per se, but um, he doesn't have the qualifications of the person that I want. And so you're not wasting time dating someone, trying to test the waters to see if it works out. But you already know, like in my case, I always say I didn't want someone who drinks, whether occasional or not. I was just not for it. It was a no for me. For some people, they might be, they might say, um, I'm okay with it, with an occasional drinker. That's you. Like, I was just not for it. I was like, I don't want my child to grow up seeing um, a parent who drinks or smokes. So for me, those were key non-negotiables. So from the onset, if I meet you, and then I already see that you have these two characteristics that are non-negotiables for me, I know it's a no from the get-go. So take that time to actually sit down study yourself, like learn yourself and get to know the things that you love, you don't love, things you can manage with, uh, things you cannot manage with, and then lean into that so that when that season of being in a marriage or a relationship comes, you're fully ready and full to walk into that space. And I think that's great. I mean, it brings us into our discussion on what decisions you need to make while you're married and checking your priorities. But before we go into that, like, I just want us to look at, someone might be asking, like, I've been single for like five, 10 years, you know, I've been single for a long ass time. Like, how do I even meet someone in the first place? Like, maybe I'm doing the work, I'm checking my priorities. I have a list of things that are my non-negotiables, right? Which we will get into. But how do I even meet someone, right? How do I find someone? Like, this is my routine. I do a nine to five. Like, I'm at church on Sundays in the week. Like, I'm just working. And I feel like outside of maybe dating apps, and dating apps are a place to meet people. People have gotten married on dating apps, right? How do I, in this century and in this time and age, 
meet someone? Should I go for an arranged marriage? Like I know people that have had an arranged marriage and actually guys, interesting fact, like there was a point in my life where I'm just like, you know something, I'm done with guys. Like my mom should just find me someone to marry at this point. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't it, you know, and and people have had arranged marriages and they're thriving. Right. So might be asking yourself, like, where do I meet someone? And we've been married for Sonia and Selby, uh, Sonia and Abeku four years, us five this year. And it's like, you guys have been married. That means you've had this person with you like for so long. You met in school, you met when it was convenient, but where do I find someone? What would you guys say to that? Definitely like lean into your interests. Like for me, I would say um, leaning into your interests is so important because at the end of the day, you want someone who um, enjoys some things that you enjoy as well. Maybe not everything, but you want someone who kind of enjoys some of the parts of you or has some similarities. You know, in my case, it was church, you know, and I mean, our campus ministry was larger, so many people. But also, I think sometimes, and with, with the church dynamic, I think people go to church on Sundays and they pack their bags and they go home and they think someone's just going to come and approach them. But I feel like people need to do more, like go join a department, you know, um, be active, join something, the prayer team, the drama team, the choir, you know, ushering. And in those little closer circles, you're able to actually get more interactive. And it might not even be that your your husband or your wife is specifically in that ring, but they might move you or link you to someone else. And so I feel like lean into the things you enjoy. If you enjoy singing, maybe join a singing club. If you enjoy dancing, go out. I know like there's salsa and Accra and stuff now. Like there's places you can go dance and you might meet. I saw a couple recently who got married, who they were dance. They met at a, um, at a salsa class. And so there are so many places you can meet someone. If you're a, a workout junkie at the gym, you know, when someone tries to talk to you, be nice, be open. Like some of y'all just be stiff and hard and like just be wondering why no one's coming to you. Like just be open and lean into the things that you love. That's definitely what I'll encourage. Like that's a good way to meet someone as well. And I think I think that's true because like for me, like you're talking about church and like being in a ministry and actually doing something active in church. My husband and I met in the choir and um, he plays an instrument, he sings, I sing. So I mean, at some point, Point, like you're bound to see a lot of each other and I think that it also provides like a good foundation or an avenue to see people in their natural habitat right because um I think that one thing with dating apps is you know what you are there for you're stage. there for right right it's like everyone is putting up their best show but when you put yourself into things that you already love and you find people there like everyone is just being themselves And I think that even as a single person who is not dating, one thing you should look at is how do I form friendships? I think sometimes some of us are like very desperate, excuse me to say that, (laughs) like, but some of us have this attitude of like, I want to be married. I want to date so bad. And so we don't even learn to enjoy the potential of a friendship. Right. And so I feel like go into the things you love. Yes. But I feel like the key thing really is pursuing friendships as well as you do what you enjoy, right? You can go paint over the weekends. I love coffee. Go like go for these coffee dates, meetups, you know, and you find people who love to do what you do, but go with a mindset, not that I'm here for a relationship. Think about it as 
how can I find a friend here? And I feel like from that foundation, it grows into something else. But yeah, that's, that's just what I think. I, I think you both have said it so well um, that I, I don't even know what to add, <laughs> to be honest, because, you know, that's the basis for really establishing anything with anyone. A bottom line conversation. I think for me, even when I was growing up, one thing my mom shared to me that I should be open and respectful whenever having conversations, especially with guys and things like that, because she said she'll use the example and say, you can't blame someone for having feelings for you. Feelings are a thing that de- a thing that develop. But if that person is not for you, politely and respectfully, you know, let them know that unfortunately you're not in the same. You, so growing in the same um, same place as they are in terms of their feelings. So growing up, I always knew that it is have going into conversation with guys. I was always respectful, open minded. And like mommy, you said, establish a friendship. Some friendships remain friendships. Some friendships lead to something deeper. And that is okay. And I feel like friendships even allow us to continually discover the things that we either want or do not want for our lifelong partners. It's like if I have a relationship with party A, a friendship with party A, and there's some things about party A that I really like, but I know that this is a solid friendship. I I know going into my um, pursuing further friendships that may turn into a relationship, that these are the things I look out for. So open conversation, lean into your interest. That's one thing for me, because how I met my husband in school, I was part of the writers and debaters um, club and they had a poetry competition and I love poetry. I write poetry. And so um, I was picked to be part of the representatives for the school. And he had come with his school um, and as part of um, a club to uh, to the events. And that's how I met him. So it's just like, if I, if I had decided that, you know, I'm not really, I'm shy. I don't really want to do this poetry thing. I don't think I'll be here today. (laughs) I don't think I would have met my husband. So it's important to just really dive into the things that you love. I think those things will open doors for meeting your spouse or, you know, establishing beautiful friendships. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love that you even said, you know, you discover the things that you want and don't want. Yeah. uh, Friendship, right? Because um, if you have that stage where it's like, we're here to date, like we want to marry, like then it's harder for you guys to really discover yourself. But if you're pursuing a friendship, pursuing your interest, you know, you gradually have a number of friends. Okay. And we used to laugh at our parents, you know, even when, um, my husband and I were in a relationship. Your, our parents, old school, they always say your friend, <laughs> you know, your friend. Yeah. My mom. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the your person friend. isn't anything until they've come home to say, yes, I want to marry you. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. until then, it's, it's just, just a friend, friend, you know, yeah. oh, how's your friend doing? You know, how is your friend, your friend, my dad, especially yeah. just like, oh, your friend, your oh. friend. And really, when you think about it, that's the way that it should be. Right. And um, just in discovering those things about friendship, I think that we'll just, you know, wrap up by talking about priorities. Right. Um, Checking your priorities. I feel like, um, first of all, now you lean into your interest, um, you get to know the person. And now you have, let's say, five people around you that are close friends. How do you pick out or filter? Is this my lifetime partner? Right. 
And I just want us to briefly talk about things that we feel like are priorities in terms of like health, you know, age gap, um, and just ideologies, right? And with ideologies, I would say like preconceived notions about um, relationships, about people, like picking someone, like, are you going to just head out, pick someone who you can tell has a perception about what married life is that doesn't align with what your thoughts are about marriage, you know, or is this person like 20 years older than you? And like, there's this huge generational gap, like, do they seem like they're good for the now, but what about like 20 more years from now? Like, are you go, are you ready to maybe be helping this man? Like you're pushing him in a wheelchair now, it's sickness and health, you know, and sometimes <laughs> we think, we think only about now. Right. And even like with regards to health, like being married to a doctor, like I'm sure anyone who's a spouse of someone in the health field, or even if you're not, and you have like people in the health field close to you, they'll tell you health is a priority. And personally for me, like that was one thing I was always like, you know something, I'm not going to marry someone that's not health conscious because I am right. And it was something for me that I felt like being health conscious, as much as you can teach it to someone, if someone doesn't have a desire to live a healthy life, you can force a person to, I know people that have never stepped foot in a gym, taking a walk. And my husband loves the gym, but he still doesn't understand why I love walking so much. Like I love to take good walks, right? It's like you, every, you, every time you want to walk, every time you want, why do you always want to walk? And I'm like, it's just a thing for me, right? And even he loves to work out. So just like, what are some things that you feel are like um, decisions that you need to make and things that you need to do when you're just filtering through the stage of like friendship and dating or what were priorities for you that you think someone should think about as well? I just, I just feel like one of the key things I did mention previously when I spoke, um, I think coming from a very Christian home um, where I saw my dad and shout out to you, daddy, um, doing, <laughs> always being very, living very exemplary, always being honest, always being truthful, um, coming out to speak the truth um, in love through the word of God to people. I wanted someone who is bold. You know, I think I was, I wanted someone who is bold in their faith. I wanted someone who is not ashamed, not afraid, you know, to speak out and to speak the word of God um, to people know even when it's uncomfortable. So I think that was one key thing for me. Also being someone who is very outspoken, I wanted someone who could equally be on that level with me, you know, when we have discussions. And I think just generally also just leaning into overall understanding similarities, you know, things that we like, we both appreciate, and someone who has a mindset of progression, I think that was so important for me because I, I would always see myself doing some things. Like I was always this out of the ordinary kind of person who would always say, you know, I want to do this. You know, at some point I almost stopped my bachelor's degree because I got fed up of it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to move outside of the country. And my dad said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. You know, I would always come up with something very random. I would suddenly decide I want to do this. I was this person like growing up who always felt like I had this idea or that idea, you know, and even now my dad has actually really interestingly said to me, no, Nana, you're good at this thing. You're good at this thing. And those are things that are very random. Like they're not things that are like um, related to my education or anything. So I wanted someone who is ready for randomness, you know, 
who is who is who is open to taking chances in life you know who is open to um stepping into something when we don't see the full picture you know but just that open mind and that mindset towards growth and progression was something really important to me and i think for me those are the key things i never really we never went out to like check what's your um health um i think it was when we were about to get married that we checked like our genotype and stuff we never checked it was grace and vibes <laughs> but i think that's really important as well but for me these were like the key things that kind of were impressionable um, for me, when I met my husband and, you know, the interactions that we had, I just felt like this is someone that I could go on that journey with. And those things were what I prioritized in the moment. So like what's like the little bits of things like, can you cook? Can you clean? You know, <laughs> you know, but these were like the main things at the top there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think for me, um, Nana, just like you, my number one was a person who had a great relationship with Christ. That was that was it for me. Um, I think as young as we were at the time, we were still developing ourselves in our Christian walk. So it was important for me to be with somebody who was in alignment with that, so we can grow together with with um, how we were developing our relationship. And that's the one. I would say the key reason or foundation why um, why my uh, the long distance relationship survived the test of time because that was um, the baseline for our character because someone who was well rounded and rooted in Christ would you know sometimes Nana would call me randomly um, back back in the day and say hey look I saw a big on campus with his guitar and just going for this campus ministry meeting or a friend would just randomly say oh I can tell he's missing you but you know he's a joyful way of doing this and I, I will get the updates and they were all fun and everything but I believe that that solidification helped us stay grounded in our character and so there was or that formed and led to me having a trusting relationship. That was also another thing for me. I, it was important to me that I could be with someone that I trust and um, someone who was supportive and um, encouraging of my ideas or my vision as I will be for him. Because I think a lot of the times when we look at the things we want for ourselves, like we forget that we also have to make sure that we are in a certain type of way for our, our, our partners too. Um, and, for me, I liked, I vibe, I like to chit chat. I wanted someone who could just like vibe with me. Let's vibe, let's chat, let's talk. I could talk for days. My sisters know that I could talk for days. So it's important to me that I had someone who could, you don't necessarily have to talk like me, but babe, can you listen? You know, just to be like a very, and my husband is such a great listener. Like sometimes I'm talking, I'm just like, oh, I'm um, sorry. What was that again from you? You know, things like that. But it was important for me to have someone that I could just vibe with. And baseline, a friend. You know, I've had so many friendships. I've had a lot of male friends. I have a lot of female friends. But my husband is the friend because there was a level of vulnerability that I could expose or we developed to expose with each other. And it's it was because we had that baseline of Good conversation, laughter, jokes, understanding um, that led us to um, develop a more deeper uh, relationship. So, yeah, that, those were the things for me. And guys, I mean, we're wrapping up, but if you guys know Abiku and Sonia, like you can just see the beauty of the relationship. I mean, I'm teary-eyed now. <laughs> and grown, and you can just see that it's been a journey, guys. 
you know, and I love the point that you made about trust. Like people ask me like, oh, do you go through your husband's phone? Do you do this? Do you do that? Like, see, if my husband was planning a surprise for me, I wouldn't have a clue because I don't even like, and if you, if you're married to a doctor, you know that sometimes you find some random pictures on the phone. You don't, you don't even want to go through the phone, the pictures, images, nothing, just leave it for them. Right. Next thing you know, you're discovering a new disease, but you know, as you build that trust, as you grow in the relationship, like it makes a difference. And, you know, just, I want us to wrap up by just, if you don't hear anything at all, like as a single person, even if you're dating right now, this is the time where you can make a decision to move forward or not to, right? And you want to think about things this way. How do you find the person that you want to be with? Do the things you love, number one. Number two, build friendships as you're doing these things that you love. And then finally, when you have all these friends, you have a group of people around you that are potential candidates, you can now say, you know what? I will filter through these people by checking your priorities. You know, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that the things you believe in, you have shared beliefs, right? Because it will matter at the end of the day, um, your background, your thoughts about life and your views, you know, and we'll dig deeper into that in the next podcast. And uh, we thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. And for now, it's been Mary Switching it up like who is this? Ran on the beat for some fitness. Coronavirus couldn't kill this. This year about to be infamous. I only hear what the Bible says. We got the answers like I've been saying, ooh, yeah, yeah. We've been on the ground, we've been diligent. Thought we were done, better think again. Fugazi not a legitimate, ooh.